go to our colleagues at Deutsche Welle in Bonn. It's time to head there. Uh, joining me is Kai Nebe in Bonn. And over the weekend, an American presidential hopeful, ex-president Donald Trump, said that he would not allow America to defend the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Uh, yeah, especially the members who did not pay their, their dues to the alliance. And the comments seem to have sent shockwaves through European capitals. Uh, so can you tell us just why, considering Trump is not even officially in the presidential race? Yeah, Clarence, it's a it's a very a good question, but it certainly has actually uh, sparked a lot of debate that was actually there, but also sort of highlighted the amount of, uh, how should we say, dependence uh, Europe, where we are based here, um, has on the United States for defense. I mean, basically what Donald Trump at the campaign rally, and one could argue that this is Donald Trump being Donald Trump grabbing attention um, for votes, for views, for clicks, whatever. But what he said was kind of struck to the heart of the matter. He said, he said basically that if he were, that, that, you know, he would not necessarily defend a NATO country if he, in his, if it did not, uh, pay the dues. Now, it, what his, what his, what he was referring to is that NATO members, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which is a big military alliance across, you know, Europe, uh, Canada, the United States, um, they've committed to pay 2% of their GDP to defense spending. And Trump sort of made it sound like that this was like a members club, like a golf club where you have to pay a membership fee and then you get to be part of it. But that isn't really the case because of the way that the defense uh, spending works. To give you a comparison, the United States spends about 3.1% uh, of its GDP. doesn't sound like a lot more than 1%, but it spends two po- it, it spends. 746 billion US dollars in 22 alone, in, in 2022 alone. The, the second biggest NATO spend in t- the year 2022 was the United, was the United Kingdom with just under 70 billion dollars. That's like almost a tenth of the US spending. So you can see there's massive, you know, um, uh, di- distances between what the spending is about. But essentially, what that has kicked into gear is uh, NATO. Um, uh, NATO has responded very strongly, saying that this year is actually the first year where there will be uh, many more members of NATO that will be spending uh, to uh, 2% of their GDP, including Germany. And that's a big deal because uh, it, this will be the first time since the 1990s that Germany has actually managed to spend 2.2% uh, 2% of its GDP on defense. So, so after two years of war in Ukraine, has the rest of Europe not prepared for war? Well, it's a it's 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 also a good question, Clarence. There, but I think that the Ukraine war has definitely, you know, opened up this question, this existential question for Europe: is that what will we do if we are attacked, and can we really rely on the United States, especially if later this year you have a president uh, elect, uh, if if Donald Trump is elected and he has these kind of views. So um, what it has really done is uh, there's been a lot of discussion and a lot of pushback in Europe to actually increase spending. And uh, NATO Secretary General uh, Jens Stoltenberg said that actually there's been an unprecedented 11% increase in spending in NATO itself. That's an extra $600 billion. So they have been spending more but there are still a few countries that have not actually reached that two uh, percent um, limit that they a two percent commitment. Yeah. And, and then which 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 of the European nations have not been paying the allotted two percent of the GDP? 
Well, so so NATO obviously represents um, uh, thirty one countries. It's a military alliance um, consisting of big big powerhouses. You know, like uh, Germany, which has we just mentioned, of course, has has managed to reach that spending limit. But it's countries um, like that you probably wouldn't even think about as particularly military countries, like Luxembourg, uh, Belgium, and Spain, which you know haven't been at war, haven't actually been in a situation where they've had to defend themselves and so those countries are quite low. Canada, for instance, hasn't even spent 1.5% of the uh, GDP for defense. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it's important also to state that, that NATO, you know, has to show unity and it has to kind of represent a united front that basically gives the impression to countries like Russia or other dangerous nations that you can't just the attack on one is an attack on all, you know, and mm-hmm. so that's, I think, where the big, um, you know, issue is for Europe at the moment. Uh, we appreciate your time as always, Kain Lebe, Deutsche Welle, Bonn, preparing for war, uh, NATO. NATO is, of course, a North Atlantic Treaty Organization was founded as a result of World War Two. Is it even still relevant? Are these threats, is is the US or is Russia, is, is China, are they credible threats? Um, credible threats to divert 2% of your GDP uh, towards an arms industry. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not quite certain, but I think that's the part of uh, uncivilized that I do not understand about civilization.